Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations. 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are continuing the conversation with Step 6 of Present Moment. And we are going to be talking about how does intuition play into that. But first I would like to introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. And we also have on one of our favorite coaches, Janet Renner. How are you doing, Janet? Uh, hi. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Well, Good to hear you guys' voice. So, yeah, yeah, you awesome too. To hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. We you love having... Um, you could say hello in many languages since we... Last saw you, you've been all <laughs> over the world. <laughs> I've been kind of you cruising. have, yes, <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, lucky me. <laughs> adventure For sure. after adventure. I know, right? Yeah, yeah that is very adventure. That was, that's an example of you living in your present moment, young lady. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, I remember you you told me something about um you wanted to go for a swim and the guy told you there were crocodiles in the water. That's definitely staying present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. It was hammerhead sharks. And it was like, oh, hammerhead Whoa. sharks. Mm. Hammerhead mm-hmm. sharks and they were all on the surface. And, you know, I swam a lot in the ocean and, you know, my usual is like, you know, sharks, leaf, right? And mm-hmm. it's the first time where, okay, so we see the hammerheads and everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we're looking over the boat. And then all of a sudden the next thing we hear is, okay, everybody into the water now. It's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> we all jumped in and swam with them and it was like oh my god so wow that was pretty yeah it was pretty wild it was very wild but it was um yeah it was yeah talk about being present and being present but being you know it's like when you're raised to not respond that way and then in Mm -hmm. that given moment you're told to you know this is a once in a lifetime opportunity it's not every day there's a bunch of hammerheads on the surface of the water and the opportunity to jump in it's like it's just a fascinating place to be where your instinct is, holy crap, no way, I'm going to stay in the boat and stay safe, right? Uh But then that flash of going, okay, wait a minute, and literally you have to decide really quick because you don't know how long they're going to be there or if they're going to swim away. (coughs) And it's 
like really going through that filters of fear to determine, okay, am I being, am, is this the right call for me or is mm-hmm. it not? You know, it's, it, it was, you have to respond so quickly and it's fascinating when you're forced to respond so quickly, you know, how, how quickly you can go through that whole repertoire of questions and then make your decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, my so I would think that my boat would have stayed in the boat. Uh, <laughs> well, I I think that's where your intuit your intuition must have been pretty clear. <laughs> you know, if you were my in intuition, what and your intuition must have been pretty clear to, to tell you to go ahead and take that risk. Uh, n- not a, no the initial because it's like you know being in Hawaii, the exact opposite is usually the response. You know, unless it's reef sharks. It, mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the exact the the response is usually exact opposite. And actually, even some of the water we were swimming in, the level of visibility was not ideal. And I'm like, and we're swimming along, and you get some cold spots, you know, freshwater spots, and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, I do know that attracts sharks, and I do know, you know, they have tiger sharks and hammerheads, not just reef sharks here. And, you know, so there were times where I was, like, going, okay, questioning. Wow, this is interesting. You know, swimming along, because normally I wouldn't be swimming in this kind of water. Mm-hmm. You know, but we were in a group, so I kept going. So that part was interesting. But the hammerhead, like, jumping in with the hammerhead, you know, my initial instinct was no freaking way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was my initial instinct. And then it was like, well, wait a minute. You know, and that's what I'm saying. I had to sift through all this to decide, is this a foolish action or will I be okay? And, you know, so ultimately for myself, I decided, no, I'll be okay. And everyone except for one person on our group, and there were 15 of us, um, went in. One person elected not to. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that, that would have been me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's everyone you yeah. gotta decide for yourself. But that whole process was, you know, when you're pressed to decide now or the opportunity's lost, take your pick. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's awesome because for me. I'm very slow to decide usually. And so when I'm put in situations where I have to make the decision quickly, I usually decide not to um, because if I don't have time to, you know, really think about it and research and, you know, ask a few people what they think about it, have they had this experience, you know, how did it go for them, like whatever it is, you know, I like a lot of information, a lot of details before I make make a decision. And um, that kind of a thing, like, I probably would have stayed in the boat. Like I said, I don't know, though. If everybody else was out there, I might have jumped in, too. But um, I don't know. I'm pretty scared of sharks. So I think I would have probably stayed in the boat. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, even with less obviously, you know, um, you know, like dangers, right? Like 
sharks can be dangerous, right? Like, but when it comes to decisions of, you know, even simple things like, you know, smiling at someone or giving someone someone a compliment or um, allowing yourself to be in a moment, you know, those things, you know, are quick decisions as well. And how do we handle those? Yeah, exactly. Where there's not necessarily a danger of getting, you know, eaten by a shark, (laughs) right? But it still feels that way, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. smile at someone. You don't know how they're going to respond. You can even, you know, try and catch someone's eye. You don't know how they're going to respond. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't. You know, it's like there was another time where um, there was a an iguana swimming, you know, and we hadn't swam with an iguana yet. And we're in the boat and, you know, we're in kind of deep water and there's the iguana and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so cute. Oh, my God, it's so cute. And then the naturalist was like, jump in and take video of it. So someone handed me a video camera and I'm like, okay. And what I before I said okay in my head was going oh my god I'm going to be the only one in this water and there's a lot of creatures in this water like way more than Hmm. what I normally see you know but then it was like yeah but this is an opportunity to swim right next to this little iguana which no one has experienced yet and everyone is kind of afraid to jump in the water Mm -hmm. you know so it's like same thing it's like I didn't know if there was going to be predators in there it's like if I'm going to look someone in the eye and say hello to them I don't know how they're going to respond it's the same kind Mm -hmm. of a risk but but then you do it and it's like yeah that was kind of risky and that was kind of fun you know got your Mm -hmm. adrenaline going you walk away like for me I walk away from you know helping someone or making a difference in someone's life or just doing something out of the ordinary, regardless of what it is, like letting someone have a parking space. You know, it's like, oh, wow, the benefits of that. You know, just the benefits of that. How you feel Mm -hmm. after having done it. Mm -hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. So what do you feel like are the best tools that you have in in supporting you and staying in those present moments and, you know, following your intuition? Going on a lot more adventures. I just think I need yeah. to definitely be on an adventure and travel freely. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need to set up a GoFundMe page so I can just do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess cause for me, when I when that pushes me out of my ordinary way of living, I find I'm so much more because I'm not distracted by, you know, the bullshit, the everyday bullshit, and I put myself mm-hmm. out there. You know, it's like it's so much easier just not just be present, be ex- be ex- exceptionally present, as well mm-hmm. as willing to take more risks than what I would normally do. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. So you continually know, it just kind putting of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so continually pushing yourself out of your comfort zone or or putting yeah. yourself out of your, finding opportunities to step out of your normal day-to-day routine. Yeah, because, like, when I'm traveling, I'm not in my comfort zone because everything mm-hmm. is new, right? The food you eat, where you're sleeping, the people you're with, the experiences you're having, everything is new. And unknown. So you're just kind of like, okie dokie, I'm just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love traveling. And I think that that's an aspect of it. You know, that, um, you know, even just, well, especially when all of the kids go, um, eight people in a car for an extended amount of time is going to be an adventure. Um, but, you know, it's fun. Like a lot of the times, you know, like they'll have their little things that are going to distract them while they're in the car so they don't like, you know, scream at each other. And, you know, Jay will take, you know, opportunities. We both will, but Jay does it more often than I do. But, you know, like put your stuff down, look around you, look out the windows. Where are we? What's going on? You know? Um, especially when we get, when we're going to Yosemite and we start getting closer to the trees and, you know, the valley floor and stuff, you know, put your stuff down, start looking around. What, what are you seeing? You know, um, I think that it's, um, it's really awesome, you know, to take those moments and just, you know, to just look around and what are we seeing? And maybe we want to stop somewhere new this time, um, you know, or we were going to, um, oh, his brother's house, and I don't know if it's the fastest way, but I love going because his brother lives in Nevada, and I like taking the route that um, we get to go through Lake Tahoe because I find that it's really pretty <laughs> that way. And um, but they always like, oh, go this way, but I don't think it's as pretty that way. I don't care if it takes me longer. I'd rather have a prettier drive, <laughs> but. Um, I I also this last time we went we it also takes us through Sacramento where his grandma just moved and I was like well let's you know let's try let's stop and see if we can see her and he's like let's just get there we have a plan I want to stay on the plan and I'm like well you know we can take 20 minutes and say hi to your grandma we can you know try to meet up with your uncle or we can you know try this or try that you know and I think that it's always more fun when you know you allow you know, maybe little steps off the, the journey to do this or do that or see this or see that. Um, I think it always makes it a lot more fun. I Absolutely. The word that pops into my head when you were talking is adding spontaneity mm-hmm. to every day. You know, yeah. so like when you're driving out there, it's like, you know, it wasn't planned to go stop at his grandmother's, but it's more of a spontaneous action. Mm-hmm. And I think I think when we're spontaneous or when things happen that we haven't planned for, I think that puts us on a heightened awareness of being present, even if it's mm-hmm. for a split second. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think yeah. that um, listen, listening to you talk about, you know, different tools, I think for me it's really important to raise the raise my awareness in the present moment by by being aware of my senses. And I think that I that's what I hear you talking about is, you know, just stopping and drinking in the moment, you know, like what 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 am I hearing, what am I smelling, what am I feeling, what am I tasting, you know, you're talking about new foods, new you know, new sensations. And and actually in our in our day day to day living we have that opportunity as well. When we just stop, listen, look, feel, touch and just get ourselves grounded in in that moment. And then for me, I know I say this tool for every single um, step that we talk about, but for me, also gratitudes and acknowledgments ground me in the present moment because mm-hmm. I'm I'm grateful for the things that I'm seeing, smelling, hearing, touching, tasting. Just you know, really trying to be in in my senses and my feelings, and not always in my head. So it's that acknowledging mm-hmm. my feelings, acknowledging my senses, and then at the end of the day. Sometimes I do at the end of the day. Sometimes I do at the beginning of the next day. I look back at that day and ground myself back into those gratitudes and those acknowledgments of being in the present moment and of just what is the gift in that moment and looking at every experience we have as an opportunity, whether it's a challenging opportunity or it's a joyful opportunity. What did I learn in that moment? You know, what was the gift in that moment? And just try to ground, you know, ground ourselves and, and bring ourselves into that, into that moment to look at the gift. You know, what is the gift? Whether it's I'm, I'm able to, to do something I've never done before, I'm able to face a, a risk, I'm able to feel joy in the moment, I'm able to feel love in this moment, I'm able to, to taste some new food I've never tasted, I'm able to hear a song I've never heard. I'm able to listen to the birds and nature. I'm able to feel the texture of a tree, you know, just whatever it is to ground ourselves in, with our senses in that moment and then look for the gift. I think that's the tool. another tool is looking for the gift of the moment and being able mm-hmm. to to feel that and to to acknowledge that feeling and then, you know, to just move move forward from there, you know, just arise in the moment and move and then move 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 forward you know that you just ground yourself and and go forward and then your life is so much richer because you've grounded yourself in those those senses those memories those opportunities those challenges Mm -hmm. that that give you purpose you know so just listening Mm -hmm. to you i was thinking of how important our senses are in helping us to be in the present moment absolutely yeah when i was thinking mm -hmm. When I was thinking about tools tonight, I thought of journaling because some people speak to think and some people think to speak. Did I say that correctly? (laughs) And um, I am one who speaks to think. So I find journaling very, um, very helpful because it's a way that I can really become aware of what's going on around me and how I'm feeling because I might not want to actually verbalize that when, you know, because I hang out with little boys all day. So I might not want to have a conversation about what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling with them. Right. 
but I can always, you know, journal some things down, write some things down. And um, I find that really helpful in getting me really present with what's going on with me. Um, Because sometimes I have a tendency to uh, zone out, I guess is probably the best word. And um, not really paying it, not really pay attention to me and my feelings. I'm more worried or not worried, but um, I'm meeting the needs of others. Um, And so, you know, when I'm, when I'm changing a diaper or trying to feed a four-year-old, I have a tendency to not think about how I feel in those moments because how I feel in those moments may not be mm, positive or whatever, right? I kind of just, okay, this is the job and the moment I'm getting it done. But I think if I can be in that moment and just, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, we have little tickle fights or, or we have, you know, sometimes I have the most amazing little conversations with Liam, um, my four-year-old, um, and not just get in that zone of I have a job to do and I'm going to get it done, but to really be in those moments with them and appreciate more of just those little everyday things that I find that I, you know, that, um, you know, that I do. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's so true. I know it's interesting because, you know, I'm saying, oh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel quite a bit the last couple months. And so I, um, you know, and just talking about being so present and the spontaneity of that. So when I came back from my last trip, which was a week ago last Saturday, um, I that night. Well, I guess I was fighting being sick when I was gone, and but you know managed to put it off. So when I got home, I actually got really sick. And today is my first day, um, like doing normal things like working. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, talk about an ex- polar opposite of having to be present, uh, being forced into not being able to even get out of bed for like Mm -hmm. a week. And, you know, it's so fascinating because it's such the antithesis of spontaneity and excitement and everything that I've been experiencing in the last couple months to abrupt halt can't even get my head off the pillow for a week and, mm-hmm. you know and yet that's a whole nother level of being present like oh my god like I really have to tune in to like my body and like in actuality I really can't even get up you know it's so fascinating that you know mm-hmm. having to listen so intently to how my body can't do anymore that was it it was done it was like mm-hmm. okay you know that's a whole nother it's it, it it's been such a contrast to what I've been experiencing 
been interesting, that whole process to go from one extreme to this other extreme. And then as I've gotten better, the mental hula hoops I've put myself through and realizing, wait a minute, stay tuned in so that I can truly be healed and resume life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, versus ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two different you know, extremes of being present, right? Of like having yeah. this amazing adventure and then being, um, you know, somewhat forced to just lay there and be, you know, present with yourself, right? Um, instead yeah. of like the beautiful atmosphere or the activities or the people you're around but to be very present with yourself and what do you what does your body need in that moment to recover from you know the previous activity or you know whatever but yeah to be really present with yourself I think is sometimes for me definitely for sometimes more difficult Um, like I was saying before that's why I find journaling to be kind of supportive because it it make it kind of gets me into that mode of of being present with myself. How do I feel? What am I thinking? Um, and and how can I use these you know these thoughts and um, these feelings to you know move myself forward? You know, or get better, right? As you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yet, when you were talking about you know whether you're feeding Liam or you're changing Griffin or whatever, and how you don't think about yourself, and yet you're saying, you know, but you can have really fun or really connecting times with them that are very dear and special. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when you allow yourself to not go down the rabbit hole, Right, and instead mm-hmm. just be present. Mhm. You know. Yeah. When I like sometimes, like I feel like I'm <laughs> present to the task, but not necessarily present to the moment. Right. Like, I need to cook dinner, so I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Like, there's tasks, and I'm following the tasks. Right. But if I'm, like, present to the actual moment of creating a meal for my family, that's a totally different thing. Yes, I'm still, you know, doing each step, but it's, you know, it's just a different attitude, and it's a different experience for me. Well, that, don't you think right. that's, that's an example of mindset? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like the, the, I think the 12 steps are, a way of nurturing our mindset to take us on this journey that leads to, you know, to joy and to peace and to whatever our, our complete, you know, what, what completes us is. And it's, it's a decision. It's a choice. It's at every opportunity we can decide what our mindset is going to be. And we can have that, that attitude or mindset about the, the, present moment and what's what is the joy to be found in that moment what what is to be learned in that moment and that's mm-hmm. a choice you know and we talk a lot about about choice and i think that's how that's what 
affects our mindset is we choose to see the present moment as an opportunity and it still can be a day-to-day task that we do every day but just just like making my bed in the morning I see I don't see that as a chore I see that as support to myself I mm-hmm. feel better when I make bed every morning so my mindset is mm-hmm. that I'm going to be a different person because I've made my bed, not because I have to make my bed. I'm choosing to make my bed because I feel good when I walk into my room when I come home at night, and my room looks really nice. It nurtures my soul. So I think it's a mindset is how we make those choices to not just be tasks but to be moments that can bring us bring us joy or bring us satisfaction, bring us peace, whatever it is that, that nurtures us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so right on. Well, that's so right on, Terry. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's the key is choosing to look at life through the filter of glass half full versus half mm-hmm. empty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and yes, all the travel and all that is awesome and yet when you come back there's you still got your reality right so it's Mm -hmm. about practicing the tools and every day not doing as I've been doing is seeking it outside of the everyday (laughs) although it's fun but and it's the everyday Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. able to choose half full versus half empty yeah. Well, everything you guys, you ladies have been saying tonight has just been uh, so right on with me, and I hope that it has supported our listeners. I am knowing it has. And we thank you, Janet, for being on the call with us again uh, tonight. We so appreciate your willingness to uh, keep coming back and sharing all of your wisdom and loveliness with us and our listeners. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciate yeah. it. I very much enjoy being able to do this and reconnecting with you both. Yeah, we miss you, lady. <laughs> I know we need to we need to connect closer. We need to, yeah. you know, physical physical connection. <laughs> yeah. Not just your voice. But yes, we thank you so much yeah. for coming back each week and uh, listening to. Uh, the show and each step. Of course, if you have want to connect with us, you can always reach us here at the Blog Talk Radio Show forward slash Fearless Generations or on Facebook. We also have our website, which is uh, fearlessgenerations.org. We would love to connect with you and um, support you in any way that you need. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Good night. Bye. Thank you.